Hello, this is Mark Richter with another episode of Linux for the Layman. Want to feel safe, secure, and capable when using your computer? This is for you if you want to succeed and know you can handle your computer tasks with ease. This is episode 8 of Linux for the Layman, The Joy of Computing. In today's episode, I'm going to pick up where I left off with episode 7 and talk about installing Ubuntu on a Windows 10 machine. Last time we covered how to install Ubuntu to completely replace the Windows 10 installation that exists. Today we're going to talk about a couple of things mainly installing Ubuntu alongside Windows. Again, remember, this can work with pretty much any Linux distro. We're just using Ubuntu as an example because that's how the question was asked. When you get to the point in installing where you've put in your installation medium and booted from it, and you're going to go ahead and install Ubuntu, it'll ask you the usual questions about what language you want to install and what keyboard style you want. Then it wants to know if you want to erase your entire disk and install Ubuntu that way, or if you want to install Ubuntu alongside Windows. Now in my last episode, I said that this is more complicated, and I'll stand by that. It is slightly more complicated, but when I did it myself, I was absolutely amazed at how easy it turned out to be. For you to understand this best, it's probably a good idea for me to go over how disks are laid out in Linux. I did this once before in a previous episode, but it's more important now because of what will happen if you choose to install Ubuntu alongside Windows. Regardless of which operating system you're running on your computer, there are certain specific technical details about how the disks are laid out that you might want to understand for this to make sense in terms of what's going to happen when you install Ubuntu alongside Windows. Hard disks and also solid state drives, anything that fills the function of a hard disk, is formatted such that you don't actually get access to all of the space on the disk because there's some information that has to be written on the disk for the driver that runs that disk to understand where things are going to be. When the disk is formatted, you lose a little bit of space. It's not much. It's very small amount. But that space is necessary for the proper operation of the disk. A disk will appear as one or more volumes in Windows terminology or to have one or more partitions in hard disk and Linux terminology. A partition is an area of the disk that has space on it that's designed for use in a file system. Notice there is a difference between the file system and the volume or the partition. When you divide a disk into partitions, you have multiple spaces where file systems can exist, and they will be separate file systems because each partition is an independent entity. Each partition is generally treated by Windows as a volume. Typically when you buy a computer that has Windows pre-installed on it, if you look in the file manager 
you'll note that there's a C colon volume. That's your primary partition where Windows is generally installed and you're going to do most of your computing. And these days, there's usually a Windows recovery partition, especially on laptops, because if something goes wrong in the main partition, and these things can happen for a number of reasons, and I'm not going to slap at Windows for having this, the recovery partition is a good place to try to boot from to go and recover your main partition. There's a similar thing you can do in Linux. It doesn't require a specific separate partition, although that is one way to do it, and we're not going to talk about that at all. The point, though, is when you get to the place where you say you want to install Ubuntu or whatever Linux distribution you're installing alongside Windows, the next window that comes up in the graphics installer is one that shows you two partitions on your disk drive. One partition is for your Windows install as it currently exists, and one partition is for what the installation is going to add where the Ubuntu is going to be installed. Ubuntu installation requires a minimum of about 75 to 80 gigabytes, and that's typically what you'll see. But it will also tell you on the Windows side how much of your Windows partition you're using. So suppose you have a one terabyte hard drive and the Windows partition takes up about 800 gigabytes of that. And there's some space on the right side that it says it's going to allocate for your Ubuntu partition. That's about 75 to 80 gigabytes. If you're using 75 to 80 gigabytes of your Windows partition, you may want to slide that divider so that you get more allocated for your Ubuntu install. Because once you're in Ubuntu, you're going to want to move all your files to the Ubuntu side and not depend on the Windows side at all. It's a different type of file system. It's the Windows NTFS file system. Whereas Ubuntu will install these days with an ext4 file system. What that means specifically is not as important as the fact that they are completely different formats. Up until recently, Windows could not even read the ext4 format. And it's generally a good idea to have all of the partitions you're going to use under a specific operating system be the same format, unless you have special reasons for doing them differently, and I'm not going to cover that here today at all. There are legitimate reasons for it. It has to do with why there are so many different file system partition types and what the specific benefits of each one are. For general purposes in Ubuntu or any Linux today, ext4 is the preferred file system pretty much across all Linux distributions. So let's come back to that in a moment and take a pause here. Once you've the slider moved to where your allocation of how much goes to Windows or stays with Windows and how much goes to Ubuntu, the installer is going to ask you to confirm that choice because once you've confirmed that choice, it's irrevocable. The next step, it will start resizing your partitions the way you've selected them to be. And this can take anywhere from a few minutes to several minutes. It may take a while because reformatting a partition or resizing a partition can be a complex operation. Usually this works really well and there are no issues with it at all. 
The next step is to proceed with the install and go on as I've described previously and it will go ahead and install your Ubuntu. When it's finished, it will ask you to reboot the machine. At some point shortly after that, it will ask you to remove the install medium. You go ahead and reboot. When the system comes up, it should give you a little menu of what's going to get booted. The first one by default will be your new Ubuntu installation. The second one is called something like Ubuntu Minimal Install or Recovery Install, which is one way you can get back to if anything goes wrong, which it probably won't, so you needn't worry about it, but you have it, so you don't have to worry about it. And the third option will typically be your Windows install. You use the up and down arrow keys to maneuver here because at this point the cursor is not active or have been recognized. And once you boot your Ubuntu, it will come up. It will present you with your login window and your user ID, and you have to click on that, then you enter your password, and it will come up. And it will look very similar to what you were running before when you were running the install medium. The difference is now you are actually running off of your hard disk and you have installed Ubuntu. Congratulations, you're done for now. The other two options that you might consider are having more than one Ubuntu partition where you're going to go and repartition the drive, or you have put in a blank hard disk and you want to install on that hard disk rather than just the same hard disk where you have your Windows. These can be done through the Other Options menu, and if you look at it, it's not too hard to figure out how to do it, but I'm not going to cover that here. This is what I used to do all the time because I like to have a separate partition for my OS install and then a partition for the home directory by itself. So all the user's data files which get stored in the home directory will be separate from the OS files. There's some advantages to this. Typically, if you want to do something like reinstall the OS, but you don't want to mess up the home directory, that's the best way to have it laid out. It's not necessarily required, and it used to be a little more difficult because I had to do all that manually, even if I just wanted to do the install alongside. That's where I thought it was more difficult, and they've made it much easier. And it's all done with a graphical installation, so you can see what you're doing, and if you're a big fan of graphical user interfaces, which I confess I am, that's a fun way to go, and it's really easy to understand because you can see exactly what's going on. And the system will tell you what's happening at each stage of the installation, so there's no mystery involved there. I hope you found this educational. Hopefully it was a little bit entertaining. You can always let me know if it wasn't. I appreciate comments. If you have any questions about this, feel free to ask them. In my next episode, I'm going to talk about some of the things you have to do after you've brought in your Ubuntu installation because none of your Windows apps will run under Ubuntu. And if you happen to go back and reboot your Windows installation, none of your Ubuntu apps are going to run on Windows. That'll be in the next podcast. Thank you for being here. If you got any value out of this podcast, please feel free to go ahead and contribute. I appreciate all funds, and they'll help me produce more. And 
possibly encourage me to be more consistent in the time frame between, which I'm going to do anyway, but support helps. Again, thank you for being here. Have a great time, and until next time, bye for now.